What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony Irvin. You beat yourself? Yeah. Yeah, see beat myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm Jim Green. Don't even need that hit of traffic light. <laughs> okay, good. Welcome to One Set. <laughs> right before <laughs> right before the recording right started, I was like, recording. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash one set pod um yeah yeah all of that um all right let's just go for it and we can catch up after and by go yeah. for it you mean settle in on planning later okay yeah cool all right so um let's do the thing man uh the weekend you obviously had um some stuff going on i saw our buddy leonardo hanging out with the animals in philly um philly so cue us all in on all of that yeah man uh you know, we, we usually do the Boo at the Zoo event. We've done it at the Elmwood Zoo the last couple of years, but this is the first year that we've done it at the Philadelphia Zoo. So uh, Little Man's been excited to wear his costume. I had just recently got him into the Ninja Turtles, and, uh, you know, he was just in love with it. So he wanted to be a Ninja Turtle for Halloween this year, and, uh, you know, he got the whole getup and everything. So uh, we were able to get him out there and he had fun and it it was pretty cool because I didn't, I mean, obviously they just put the Ninja Turtle movies out uh, recently. So there was a lot of other kids there with Ninja Turtle costumes as well, but it was cool because you're like, oh, the Ninja Turtles when we were growing up. So it's cool to see a new era of children appreciating like the same things that we were watching when we were that age, you know? I mean, yeah, let's um take it back to Batman Blue, right? Like mm-hmm. Adam West Batman. Yeah. Because there were obviously um you know, fans of the show at that time. And mm-hmm. when, you know, cinema started really skyrocketing, um you know, and any of our old um, next gen, and by next gen, I mean previous generation fans of Batman Blue. Correct me if I'm wrong. If it's like, oh no, that's the best. Everything after that was cool, but not as great as that. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe it's just an appreciation value, and maybe this is like uh, we were watching Two Bears with um, Tom Segura and Mike. And Matt Shrife, where Tom was like, yeah, dude, uh, the current day stuff is not going to be anywhere near as cool once you get a little older. Yeah. Um, It's hard to say because I think that the film industry and film writing and movie writing and storyline telling has just... I mean, and we could talk about all of the Batman movies if we wanted to. I think we already kind of have uh, dived into that previously. I think so, like in a couple things before, yeah, too. Well, we talked about, like, the Jokers, who's the best of the Jokers. Like, we've definitely yeah. talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, what remakes are being done, or are there modern renditions that actually elevate the original concept to a different level that's widely appreciated versus, um, you know, the people who saw it first, it's like, are, are they naysayers in that retrospect? If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be a cool concept, even though they just did the flash movie with Michael Keaton, uh, it would be cool if they had like a spin off of Michael Keaton, but I mean, 
spoiler but i won't say it i mean it's it's still kind of new so whatever but i uh, you know it would be cool if they did something you know to kind of go off of the the 1989 1990 you know movie with keaton and you know kind of do it years later where uh it's almost like a halloween thing where it's like 40 years later and you know it's pretty much 40 years from the original night where like batman would be placed in that almost same type of time difference where it's like 40 50 years later where you know he's kind of given up the whole batman thing but then something uh within gotham brings him back and and people are like or you know the commissioners of that time are trying to get him to you know step back into you know the batman persona and something just clicks in him and and you know he does it one last time so that that would be a cool you know one last send-off for the original batman but you know i because I, I i heard they were trying to do more with michael keaton and batman but i'm not sure if there's anything in you know you know the running or any projects with it but i I heard that this won't be the last time that he will be in you know the batman costume i hope not i would like to definitely see him again but we'll we'll see right and as much as that movie was 24 years ago now uh because batman 89 um even in the MCU universe yeah. where uh, spoiler. And again, we had a discussion about this in one of the earlier episodes where, Hey, what constitutes as a spoiler? That's a spoiler. And we were like, Hey, two weeks after a movie comes out, the internet ruins everything. So this is where, you know, when mm. we're talking about movies that are years removed, I'm going back to, um, Avengers Endgame um, Iron Man yeah. Tony Stark sacrifices himself um, to defeat Thanos Yeah, and everyone's mm-hmm. still waiting for Tony Stark to reprise his role again and it's like mm-hmm. with what they're doing with all the time travel stuff like and the multiverse stuff like They've opened up the floodgates for anything to be possible. And I think I think because they did so many good things in the latter end of phase three for the Infinity Saga that everyone's just kind of like, what are you doing now? Like they're waiting for bigger and better things to happen. And yeah, I think they're just trying to slow burn. And it's like, you don't understand the patience isn't there when you just did something so big. Like you have to make yeah. mo- more monumental things happen along the way, and I have read um, that Kevin Feige might be like ready to just be done with the MCU and be like, "All right, well, we're kind of like running." And this could just totally be rumor, also, mm-hmm. and and speculation. Um, I think that there's so many avenues that they can go. But I think that they shot themselves in the foot a little bit by casting all of the big names that they did earlier, that now that they're trying to introduce new characters um, with, you know, obviously they're bringing in some names, but because you're coming off of all of the big names that they had for Infinity War and Endgame, that people are just starting to lose interest, myself included, if I'm being honest. I'm just like, mm-hmm. come on. Get us to, like, I went and saw um, Ant-Man Quantumania, which I told you, like, hey, um, Kang is supposed to be, like, the Thanos of uh-huh. this tr- trilogy series. And for as much as people ragged on it, I thought it was good. Like, I enjoyed it, but... You know, there were allegations against that actor in real life, and there are um, a lot of people just saying, yeah, we don't see this really being the thing. And it's because people aren't patient, like not to get into right. not to get into sports talk, 
like this um, because I really am trying to shy away from it. But <laughs> us Philadelphia fans are very like we have high expectations like, hey, you're a good team. You made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, produce results. Especially this season, yeah. We're all behind you. Let's go. Phillies, same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think with them, at least they had, like, the rocky road to get there, and there was, like, some doubt along the way. But now that they are where they are, it's like, okay, produce results. And if you don't, uh, for the teams that come and face us in Philadelphia that are like, oh, the Philadelphia fans are the most raucous, like, um, unapologetic fans. It's yeah. It's like that being said, when we don't execute and when we are not producing the results that the expectation is, like, we're gonna let you know, and we're not gonna be those fans that's like, oh, get them next time. It's not who right. we are, right? I mean, um, you will know about the Sixers more. Um, and like, I, like I've said before, I am very new into the sports realm, and I'm very much more serious in the past two to three years, more like a year and a half to two. Um, granted, I was super into the Eagles when we – like the season that we won the Super Bowl, but – yeah, like at least speak to like the Sixers vibe in that regard, if you could. Well, I, I would think since I went to a lot more basketball games when I was a kid than baseball and basketball or baseball and football games, I would definitely say that from my experience that you still have that Philly vibe. Uh, at the Sixers games, but it's nothing like the Eagles games and the Phillies games, you know, because I mean, I remember, I mean, I was there at the 2008 uh, World Series game. I was watching, I was in Philly watching the Sixers play, and it was the last game uh, of the World Series that night that we won uh, the World Series. And it was wait, just wait, wait. a totally different vibe. You were in Philadelphia when that happened? Like, you were... It, I was actually in Philly. Like, we were... I forget who the Sixers were playing that night. They were playing at the Wells Fargo Center that night. And then the Phillies were playing right across the street. Like, in the game... What game was it? I think game five, game six... And you know, game the, six. the uh, yeah. Sixers just got over and they allowed people to. Yeah. So the Sixers got over and they allowed people to stay in the Wells Fargo Center and go to the bar area to watch the end of the uh, Phillies game because it was getting close. I think it was maybe the s- seventh or eighth inning. It was very, very near the end. And they allowed people, like, if they were able to, uh, to just stay around the bar areas, watch the end of the game. And they had that last out. Everybody went nuts in in the Wells Fargo Center. And then we just started making our way down to the Citizens Bank's, uh, you know, park. And we just walked all the way down Broad Street. It was when, nuts. Y- you and who? I like, thought I told you this before. Ah, jeez. Ant, come on. That was... 15 years ago now, right? So it's probably you might been have told a little me while. Happened. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so so yeah, it was my brother and again, I'm sure he don't mind I've I think he's given me uh permission before, but it it was uh me, my brother and uh Nick. Nick Holly. Okay. Yeah, sure. And we were at the Sixers game and then my brother went off and he found a couple of his buddies that were at the game. So he went off and then was me and Nick and we were, you know, we went up to the front of the Citizens Bank Center uh, and, you know, Citizens Bank Park and, you know, got in the front of it, started just, you know, cheering with all the fans and people were just going nuts. And then we just decide because his girlfriend at the time, 
lived down Broad Street. So we just decided to walk all the way down Broad Street to go to her house. And, you know, b- along the way, you know, we're seeing people climb up the phone poles, you know, just going nuts. And it, it was awesome. You know, it was one of those moments where you were in the right place, the right time. If I didn't go to that game, I would have never been anywhere near Philly that night. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I. I don't remember exactly where I was when I watched the Phillies win. Um, yeah, but I know the company that I was with and we took like a ride into the city to just drive around just to see like what the atmosphere was like. It was wild. I think that we actually laid the groundwork for greasing up like the poles so people could. Yeah, definitely. That night was the reason why. Yeah, that I think that night was the reason why a lot of people greased the poles up now because there was just mad people just climbing up all the street lights and hanging from the street lights. You, you cops couldn't do anything that night. You know, they, they couldn't even get to anybody because there were people were just filled in the streets. Broad Street was a madhouse. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're a like a a law enforcement agent in that city when the celebration is happening. The one thing that like you really have to look out for is just violence. And when you see people celebrating in a way that looks like not harmful, they're just kind of letting it happen. Right. I mean, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, as, yeah, as as long as it's not like causing, uh, you know, like a violent act or like causing harm harm usually they'll let people go as long as it's not like really getting too too out of hand they're gonna let people celebrate and do what they need to do as long as nobody's trying to get hurt or cause like any disturbance disturbance or something but it it was just something that i won't forget because like i said it was you just right place right time uh and I'm surprised that the Sixers even had a well, I guess you really can't do anything about it because the Sixers and, you know, baseball, they kind of intersect eventually when it gets to the World Series eventually. So it just so happened that they both had a game that night and, you know, right place, right time. The uh, Phillies were about to win it and, you know, just people went nuts. It was amazing. So. Um, as I've told you before, and maybe I don't think I've talked about this, like for as much as when I drive to work, uh, geez, over the last 20 years of driving, um, up until maybe a year or I'd say like more consistently a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. I don't listen. I don't listen to music when I drive anymore. Like I, I'm like, okay, what podcast I want to listen to when I have this longer ride? Um, yeah. If I'm traveling on my own. Um. But like, I've really like lately been listening to uh, 941 WIP, which I like. I told you, I'm like, mm-hmm. I I like I love yeah. listening to WIP and. The one podcast that I listen to like religiously every Wednesday on my longer trip. Pardon me. <clears throat> in the last like three weeks, I'm getting to Monday and I'm like, oh, I didn't even listen to that. Last week or the week before. Because I was listening to like sports talk radio. Sorry. Yeah. Up on my end. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, <laughs> but. Have you ever wanted to start your podcast but didn't know where to start? The One Set Bros are here to talk to you about Zencaster. Zencaster is the ultimate based podcasting solution and now the all-in-one podcasting platform making podcasting easy. They've sure made it easy for us to be able to record our podcast and our episodes every week for you guys. Once you've set up your account, you're simply one click away from recording a high-quality podcast with studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. 
My personal favorite feature is their multi-layered backups, which ensure our recordings are always in the highest quality, even during unstable web connections. And if you thought you needed multiple tools and services for your podcast, Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code OneSetPod and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. When you're talking about hydration, hydration is not only for people training for championships and marathons. We're talking about daily maintenance people. Jim. Did you know that 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated? I believe it, Anth. I mean, honestly, in my line of work, uh, dealing with teaching uh, children and also dancing with uh, adults my age, younger and older, I, I, can, I can almost tell based off of how well people not just perform athletically, but how we carry ourselves and how we communicate back and forth, our facial gestures and our and just our energy alone. I can tell when somebody's sluggish and they're sleep deprived versus they're just sluggish because they're a dried up sponge because they are dehydrated, right? Absolutely. And for people like me who are working the nine to five and, you know, for me gigging at night, Proper hydration is definitely crucial to maintain function throughout the day and keeping yourself energized. And that's why proper functional hydration is essential. And who's going to give it to you? Liquid IV, because Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Uh, I like to use it first thing in the morning. Uh, I've been doing a lot of workouts here and there. So I pop it in my uh, water bottle first thing in the morning. Gives me a little boost of energy of what I need. And, you know, sometimes during the day when I'm doing that like two o'clock, you know, rundown, I'll pop a little one. If not in the morning, uh, you know, it gives me a little bit of that energy that I need. With just one stick, you can hydrate real life two times faster than water alone, plus get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as the leading sports drink. And not only that, Liquid IV comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Yeah, and I mean, for me personally, like my day-to-day, I'll wake up and pop a Liquid IV just to get my day started and start off with proper hydration, and then I... And like required to be physically active between the hours of like 2 or 3 p.m. until 9, 10, 11, sometimes midnight if I'm doing a backup gig. So I'll do another one maybe around noon, 1 p.m. And that'll keep me going throughout the day. And I just feel so much better. I don't even drink coffee on the regular like that because I don't need to pick me up unless if I'm like really just not sleeping much. And then I'm like, all right. Get me that. I don't like to rely on caffeine unless I absolutely feel like I need it. Liquid IV does the trick for me. I don't know about you. Again, one stick with liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. And it's made with quality ingredients, non-GMO and free of gluten, dairy and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Yeah, man. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code one set pod. That's one set pod and at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code one set pod at liquidiv.com. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like, I am more interested in dialing in on that. But what I was driving towards is one of the topics they were talking about was how, like, the Flyers just started preseason. But at Wells Fargo, 
there are a plethora of like like bar areas that people can like see the game that's happening inside Wells Fargo, but also tune in in case if there's another Philly team playing, whether it's across the street or away that people just go to because they're diehard Philly fans, like that, like Philly sports fans where yeah. they're like, yeah, I paid money for like cheap admission just to get in here so I could watch that. But I also need to pay attention to this. Like, that's really cool because if you're, if you're at the link watching an Eagles game, or if, if you're at citizens bank watching a Phillies game, um, you're probably not like tuning into the Sixers and the Flyers. Not right now. You're not um, like not in this yeah. era because they're both on like a, well, the Sixers have been trying to come on the up and up and up. And apparently the Flyers like have new management going on. Like they're supposed to, like they're actually promising a rebuild year where people are like okay we actually trust it now because of who's in charge and i'm speaking based on what um my brother-in-law who is a diehard flyers fan told me like two weeks ago he's like yeah that's coming and, and i'm like i mean mm-hmm. you wouldn't Whoopsie. me on that you wouldn't just say it to say it so like i trust his instinct right in that if there are credible people in the right places um, good. Get them moving along because if the Eagles and the Phillies are in like a place where they're making the championship round or the potential to do so two years in a row, like I don't want to say that's going to run out sometime soon because there are other cities that have made it there. Uh, the Yankees, number one, right? Um, the Patriots, like forever, right? Um, the Lakers in basketball, right? So it does mm-hmm. happen, but also it's good to have your other cities' teams kind of working towards, hey, they're over here doing it. Why can't we? What are they doing? Like, how are they organizing their club? Now, obviously, all the sports are different, but who's managing, who's owning, uh, what's happening in the back office. Like those conversations are important, right? And I can't even speak to them at length because I'm not that kind of fan that can. Um, But yeah. Well, it it definitely seems like we're having a lot of like new changes to like teams that are becoming playoff competitors you know because and i kind of like it right now because you know come on the patriots are one in four for the first time in like years when's the last time you you heard about the the patriots being one in four so that's just like a a mind for even me to be seeing that because just growing up i've always heard the patriots being the dominant team and you know basketball it was always like you know uh certain teams that were always uh great lakers are still doing good but you know they're you know doing you know okay uh the sixers again right now they're they're good but again i still don't think they're championship material they still have they're still working out that puzzle um you know, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Celtics are just right aligned right there. Uh, the Bucks are still, you know, really decent in the East. And, you know, you had we had a, a championship game this past season that uh, nobody expected. I didn't expect those two teams to be in the championship. So I'm not mad about it. I I'm all for eventually growing and getting new teams to be, you know, getting in the championships instead of seeing the same cycle of teams in there. So, and, and again, we know it's a business, so you kind of have to, and, and I'm not saying, you know, about sports being rigged in a way, 
but I can get it and I understand if there's some type of rigging to it because again it's a business you know and it's marketing you're you're gonna be uh, marketed towards teams that have bigger cities bigger areas and you know a lot more potential to sell tickets you know nobody's gonna go see uh, a like a Chicago Bears team playing in the Super Bowl you know, because, uh, you know, so you're going to want to see, you know, right now where the Eagles are still, you know, in the running to be Super Bowl contenders, you know, regardless of the Whoopsie. storm that we saw this past Sunday. And, you know, we can talk about it or not. Uh, yeah, I but, think, you know, I, I think what's good and not to CBU. But I like that we're having a general conversation because I don't want to talk specifics um, because I haven't yeah. talked Philly specifics postseason and I'm holding off until it's the right time to do that. Um, but Eagles, yeah, not in the postseason. They're very uh, I mean, they're not even halfway through the season yet. And they ate their first loss and um which you to- knew was going to come eventually, but you know it's like it's it was like last year when they lost to the Commanders the first time. It was a tough loss. Where this time, again, it was to a team that you're like they should have won, but they just again didn't come in prepared. It didn't even look like an Eagles team that was like willing to fight. Like Hertz was not there mentally uh you know the the loss to lane johnson in that game with the ankle injury was a big loss for us uh the defense started waking up late in the game they started getting to the quarterback and making some uh you know plays but then our offense you know we didn't run the ball that much and again i know we don't want to talk too much specifics but it was just like the whole thing just didn't seem like we were prepared for that game but you know i think we'll come back around and you know we'll be ready i'm good with talking specific about the eagles because it's like i said we're not halfway through the season yet um again Uh listening, listening to wip on my way to work today um You and I were texting about like, man, some of these people that call in, it's really fun, right? So I heard yeah. this guy. I didn't I, even listen to WIP this morning because I knew they were just going to all over the Eagles today. So I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing I'm not going to miss today. So I'm okay. And even tomorrow when I go to work, I know they're still going to be crapping on them. So I'll, I'll probably listen tomorrow morning. But I just knew it was going to be a Whoopsie. storm this morning of people just calling in and talking so much crap on the Eagles. Yeah, so I mean um the one person said it and this is what I believe um and I spoke to you about this like one on one. Mhm. The Eagles have not played a strong game yet. So I feel like they needed no. to lose to a not even mediocre team because my dad was trying to say, "Oh, Jets are like a mediocre team. I'm like, they're not even mediocre. Like, that's the problem, right? Um, Right. So I feel like the Eagles needed to eat that L and take it. And it's like, okay, show up and do the job. Like, get it done against the Dolphins. Sunday Night Football, you're at the link. You're not down in Miami. Like, that that to me, I'd be like, just get us to the bye week. And then we yeah. have a t- we have a tough schedule after that even. Um, uh-huh. But for me, if you lose to the Jets and then you go and beat Miami, even if it's not a dominant win, it's like okay, you lose to the Jets. You know, at the Jets, you beat Miami at home. Um, they have. Oh no. That's right. I got rid of my Eagles background because I was mad because they lost. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, 
but no while uh, while that happens you know with sunday being in philly you know being that you know by this sunday and when this uh episode comes out it's going to be the friday we're going to have game four of the phillies and the diamondbacks hoping we were we might see a closeout i doubt it but um you know going into the sunday game for the eagles that those eagles fans are going to be you know ramped up because we're going to be having the phillies most likely playing the day before and then they'll be playing the next night after the eagles so it's going to be a weekend of uh you know philly sports so those those fans in the eagles uh stadium are going to be ripping people apart so i think that's what they need they they need this week to just kind of regroup and be like hey we we haven't been playing the best we've been skimming by with a lot of these uh wins where a lot some of those wins could have easily been losses so if we want to be you know back to where we want to be we need to start being more tighter and getting more focused because you well, can just tell uh Jalen was just not there you know for, for him to throw three interceptions now not all of those interceptions I would say were his fault that I mean there were a couple of those where the receiver had it but then it just buckled out either it got punched out or it, the guy just didn't catch it. So not all of them were Jalen Hurts' fault, but yeah, for him to have three interceptions in one game is not like him. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, uh, wow. After uh, the Dolphins, it's um, on to um, Commanders again in Washington, and then we host Dallas before our bye week. And yeah, everyone says just get to the postseason, and we. I mean, we had a 5-0 and start. Granted, not solid wins. The team still has a chance to turn around, right? So, yeah. I mean, a win, obviously, over the Dolphins would be big. Um, yes. But you, you have two division teams after that that it's like, hey, you got to get the job done here because you need to win the division get to the postseason, even if you don't win the division and just get in on, like, wild card, which, hey, Phillies did it, and look at where they are. They're in the place that they are. I, I won't even say it's good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> we still have Dallas again and the Giants twice at the tail end of our season where it's like, yeah, and they all come after facing – the Chiefs and the Bills and the Niners, and you got the yeah. Seahawks thrown in there. And like, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. come on, man. Um, <clears throat> and you have the Cardinals, who apparently are bad, but crushed Dallas, the, the Cowgirls. Cowboys, right? The Cowgirls, yeah. <clears throat> so, who are loving this whole week anyway? But you know, it's okay. They're not going to make the postseason anyway. And even if they do, they ain't going far, so it don't matter. Yeah, I mean, they were 13-3 and three and got shut out in the first round. In the I first mean, round of the playoffs. So shut the whoopsie. f*** up, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, like. The closest Dallas, the closest Dak has been to the Super Bowl was getting the award that he got last year. Whoopsie. Golf. <laughs> the closest Dak got to the, the <laughs> <laughs> he was one step away from the Super Bowl and he only didn't make it in with both feet is because he lost a foot in that one season where his foot got totally oh, removed from his <laughs> ankle. From his <laughs> ankle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Um, hey. Um again, realistically. Um, <laughs> when the Phillies or the Phillies, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were dominant through more than half the season, and mm-hmm. not for nothing. Pay credit words to um, Carson Wentz 
did the job, and that was before he got injured the first time. He yeah. launched bomb and bomb, and I got to say, the Niners game that I watched last weekend, I was like, oh, oh. the Eagles better step their shit up if we have a chance against them. And I thought, yeah, I thought us two were going to face off each other as undefeated teams. Um, and I was on my way home from rehearsal yesterday and you were like, oh, oh, my God, Niners lost by a field goal. And then. It just seemed to be the weekend where the kickers were just super off, like just yeah. so many kicks went haywire and it's like <laughs> no good, no good. Like, I was, I was, I was like, literally watching it. And I'm like, all right, well, it looks like they're going to be, you know, six and oh. So now Eagles really got it. But then they they miss it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 you, you mean you thought the Niners were going to be 6-0 and, and you're like, all right I, I thought they had it in the bag Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like a 30-40 yard field goal I'm like, all right, they got it in the bag It it, it was like I think under 10-15 seconds And I'm like, all right, this this game's over They won They missed it And I'm like, you got I'm like, whoa And it was like 41 yards out It wasn't even like that long And it just Went no, up. it was almost it like went a up and it just it was cut. A yeah, yeah, yeah. It just cut right to the right. I'm like, oh, they just lost <laughs> to yeah, the that, Bears. And then Jake Elliott put up one similar, not from long. It was just like boom. Yep. And I was just like, oh my <clears throat> god, really? No, yeah, I think we celebrated too early for that one, <laughs> for sure. And I, I just think you know. The Eagles putting up 14 points in the first half and the Jets being down 14 to three. The Eagles scored nothing in the second half and the Jets were able to answer. And somehow, like, there were so many times where I was like, oh, the Jets are getting us over. And I was just sitting there waiting for us to have, like, a dominant play where it's like, all right, that's what we need and we're winning the game. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. Right? And no. and, and, and no. that's... That was very troubling because you're not playing Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback on the Jets. You're you're playing the Jets. Yeah. And um I'll let I mean <laughs> our friend Mike, um, who is just a diehard Eagles fan, would probably befriend me or <laughs> Just never talk to me again for saying this, but shout out to the Jets. They got their first win over the Eagles in franchise history ever. Um, yeah. And I only say shout out because like the Eagles deserve to lose that game because they just played yeah. like such garbage. Right. And, and, and yeah, I feel like Jen, Jen, the whole game was like, you know, they deserve to lose this game. They're going to lose. And I kept saying like, they're, they're not going to lose. They're going to have a, uh, a, a play that's going to bring them back. They're going to just like the last couple games that they're, they're going to have a big play. They're going to save I was just it. Saying. And we're going to be yeah. good. We, yeah, we're just waiting like, dude, on that big like play. Said, like the stop the defense is going to have a stop and then offense will kind of just let the, the clock run down. We'll be fine. It's okay. I mean, it, it was another losable game, but we pulled it out. We were fine. Nope. And then it happened and I'm like, yep, trash. And then I had a uh, a Jets fan Trash. on my uh, feed. <laughs> Trash. Trash. And I, I had a Jets fan on my uh, my Facebook friends. Uh, he was, you know, saying like, yeah, we beat the Eagles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, shots out to you guys. You deserve that win. We played like trash today. I mean, you can't even argue with that loss because we played so poorly. It's one thing if you get beat by a team like that and you played your heart out, then you can argue about it. Like, hey, you know, we easily had that game, but it was because of the like an error here that you guys won. Like, no, we played like total trash that whole game. So we deserve to lose it. Yeah. So um, I think this is one of those cases because so many people say defenses win games. Our defense was the only saving grace 
for us to not get completely crushed because our defense showed up, our O-line, and Jalen and the play calling, it was like, that was just all bad. You, you know, poor kicking. Every bad thing aside, the defense was good. Like, we held them up where we could. Um, I, I mean, th- did the Jets get a touchdown in the game? I thought they didn't get a touchdown in the game. The, la- the last one was a touchdown. Everything okay. else was a few, were field goals. Right. Yeah. Um, we wow. did miss Darius Slay and I think Carter, uh, one of our defensive players. So both of those uh, Jaylen, guys were Jay- out yesterday. Jalen Carter was out. Yeah, right. he was out. So yep. two big guys that are really prominent on our defense were out. And then plus Lane Johnson. So we had three like big eyed players that were out. So again, that was a big loss to the reason why we lost as well, but we should have had people to step up, but it was just, you know, to the point we, and the thing that we got to work on as well is the red zone. We've mm-hmm. been horrible this year with, you know, trying to score in the red zone. And, and instead of trying to get seven points, we settle for three. We got to get better at that. Because like you said, once we get to playing the chiefs, the the Niners and the Bills, you know, it's not going to be that much easier either. So if we we need to start, you know, finding ways to be better in the red zone and, you know, instead of settling for field goals, you know, we're on the board. I always say, hey, where it's better, it's better to get three that if you can't get seven, it's better to have three. But no, you it, there's times where you got to score in those situations. Yeah. I, and I mean. Um, against those type of teams, you got to score. You're not going to win uh, every game with field goals like that. You got to score. It's like in baseball when there's one out and the bases are loaded and the inning ends. And I'm not even name dropping a team right now because I will not. <laughs> but there are teams <laughs> out there who <clears throat> they get the bases loaded and yep, with one out. And it's like, come on. And it's not even just like, yeah. Does a double play happen sometimes? Of course. But when it doesn't, and the bases are loaded with zero one outs, and it's like, you can't capitalize on that and just drive one run in. It's yeah, at the bat. Like, come on. Drive a single into the outfield. Don't swing for the fences, right? You, you know, and it's just, um, again, you and I are just spectators. We're watching the sport on the outside, and we're like, mm-hmm. "Come on, y'all! Like, could we do it?" Absolutely not. Um, Absolutely but, not. <laughs> but it's it's like watching a basketball game, like where a team is ahead by, I don't know, eighteen, twenty four, at the half, and then they score six points in the third quarter, and the other team is just like, "Oh, let me just catch up to you real quick." Who's up there? Yeah, I'm not going to name a name, but they rhyme. (laughs) I'm not going to name a name, but they rhyme with Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, again, some of the pain that us fans just like, hey, come on. Every other sports team, they've run into this where they're watching their team play and they're like, what are you doing? I edit that one out. That was bad. Um, <laughs> or at least keep the audio and do like a me, me, me. Um, me. Thing. me. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Um, the Eagles, they still have time to recover. The Phillies are on a run. Um, and again, yeah, saving that discussion for another time, right? Um, flyers and sixers are about to start. Pretty cool stuff. Good time to be a Philly fan. Um, a fan, it in is because this is when you have all four sports rolling in, so you have a lot of sports to watch. And this is the time where we're usually doing a lot more sports talk around the fall, uh, you know, because again. Wrestling is usually going down the downslope, so we're usually, you know, not talking too much wrestling, 
and then you know we get into our sports talks and then you know we'll fill in some music and stuff too but uh just like we've been talking uh this is our 94th episode and in six episodes we have our 100th episode coming up i still can't believe this man you know uh and that kind of is a good segue into it you know just knowing that you know we are six episodes away and uh me and jim on the behind the scenes level have been you know jazzing up and talking about our different projects that we're going to be showing you guys on the episode 100 and you know that obviously we we obvious we we obviously will be in person and we're going to be uh giving you some uh live content right from there uh jim's going to be making up a uh dance routine and he'll be posting that we'll be posting it right on the episode i'm making a brand new song i'm going to be releasing it i'm not sure if it'll be released on streaming platforms on that day but it will be exclusively on that episode and maybe I'll give it to exclusive to download for the listeners of the podcast that day. So maybe I'll have an exclusive link that if you guys like the song, you guys can just download it from there. And and I'm sure Jim can do something with that as well. Uh, and then we have a lot of other things planned. Uh, we'll be finalizing a lot of things too. And we, we, we want to try to get you guys involved in the episode as well. Yeah, I mean, really, I, um, I've talked on previous episodes, I have kicked around the dozen of ideas that I've had for this. And um, I am so excited that I finally have committed to the one. Huh? Um, <laughs> and I told you, like, I went out and I saw like I started grabbing um, certain components that I need for production purposes, um, uh-huh. that it would only make sense for the one concept that I am married into at this point. So, uh, uh-huh. it's going to be, um, a fun four weeks. I have some rehearsals coming up where it's going to have to like put me in the creative headspace to like really challenge myself to be, outside the box. So it's going to help me so that I'm not just sitting around with nothing to do and like creatively. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this one, man. Uh, I, and just to be fair, I have not ever done anything like this in my entire life. Um, so this is going to be really special and unique. Um, I, and anyone could say that, um, and I'm, I'm like just to be forthcoming and uh, transparent and honest, or however you want to say, it, I'm pretty nervous about this. <laughs> but I know, the, I know you are, at and the, I at the, I keep telling you like this is something you need to do. I'm stoked that you're doing it. I cannot wait to see it, and this is gonna be you know. I think the star for something for you and like, and it's, I'm not the only person that's been trying to tell you to get stuff out there. I know you've been having people say like, you need to get stuff out there. Just, you know, just start not necessarily just posting stuff on social media, but just like, you know, just showing other people you're on. I know, and I know just like the same way of me, like you're very passionate about uh, your dance and how you portray yourself. So it's like, you just don't, put it out there to put it out there you're very key into what you put out so but i think this is something uh that's going to change it up for you i have a feeling and i'm stoked to see what you come up with yeah i mean um sometimes i get an idea and i get like immediately inspired by it and i'll listen to it endlessly like i'll just I'll I'll try I'll actually try to make it not the thing I want to do. And the fact that this is mm-hmm. something that's been on my mind for several months. Maybe not mm. that long. Um something that like I have pondered 
long ago. Recent events have actually brought it to light. And then it scares me to do it because I don't want to do it wrong. But I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to yeah. do it kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's one of the things like you're it's like it's scary, but you're like, hey, I just got to do it. And yeah. then once you do it, it's gonna be like, all right, this was uh it, it it's I'm always scared when I release music because you're you're releasing you're releasing a baby into the world mm-hmm. uh and you want people to all like it. And when you I mean, you're gonna eventually get negative things, but like you know, you don't wanna hear them, but you kinda have to just block those things out because, you know, it's the internet these days and People are you. you th- there's something that I heard today that you know somebody said. I I used to try to worry about making everybody like my craft, but then realizing when I got older, I need to focus on the people who already like my music and really devoted to them because the people who are that are just Whoopsie. posting you and stuff. You know, you got to let that stuff just you know go out into the like internet and do whatever because people are just going to do that to get a rise out of you but the people who are really showing you your support and you know giving you the feedback that you want those are the people you want to continue to give back to and be like hey i'm making the music for you guys or i'm doing these dance performances and posting them out for you guys who like it i mean the people who continue to just you know go on people's pages and just be like you suck. You should stop doing this. You should, uh, you know, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Half those people that talk that stuff anyway have never picked up an instrument or probably never even, you know, did a dance step in their lives. So uh, I, I think that's something that even with me posting my stuff, I try to either A, ignore those negative comments or B, I'll just, you know, say, cool thanks for at least checking it out because if you're writing something to me you at least gave me a stream or you at least took time to check something out so it's a win-win for me anyway so whatever yeah and the like the only counter to that um that whole concept and this is obviously on like a rare circumstance like you and i watched uh match life on two bears and he was like, hey, I know that I could just cater entirely to the female base that is just all about me. And he's like, yes. And he's like, I actually want to, like, make my qual- like my content quality and cater to towards people that just appreciate comedy. That was big for me. Uh, and yeah. not, not big, but just really eye opening because, like he said, he totally could. And Tom was like, yeah, you totally could. And then Mm -hmm. your like your popularity would just slim down so quickly. But the fact that he's like busting his going out of his way to be like, yeah, hey, Mm -hmm. I like I am going to do these crowd interactions things because I'm doing it like it's like what I got known for and it's what I am known for. He knows that that's like something that he is strong at that he's stronger at than a lot of people. Right. Uh Uh-huh. But he's also, he also grew up through, I wanted to write good comedy. And Mm -hmm. the fact that he's not selling out to, Hey, I know what's going to get me popular and I'm, I'm just going to gravitate towards that. And he's still, he, he acknowledges it. He's like, Hey, I know that that, like that, helped me a lot to get me to where I am. Um, He's still fighting to be like, hey, I still want to be a quality comedian and tell Mm -hmm. good stories and and provide stuff that everyone can laugh to. Um, And it it would that was just like such a cool episode. Um, And it was and you and I you and I were talking about it during the episode like i said hey cheyenne went and saw him um because she had girlfriends that were like oh matt rife the biggest thing and cheyenne was not like a big comedy person i like that i know of until she met mm-hmm. me and has watched me watch so much comedy 
and watched what really makes me laugh. And she has been trying to understand, okay, what brings him like, not just joy, but distraction from like real world bullshit that happens day to day. Yeah. And, you know, that to me, when she, and that's why I told you, I was like, when she said she was going, I was like, okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you, Cheyenne. Um, anyway, um, that, po- that episode, and I know last week, I was like kind of dogging on it because it was very like, nutrition-based and science-based, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this because, like, that's not where my mindset is right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I haven't been there or that I'll never go to that place, but like I told you, I was like, if I ever want inspiration in that regard, I know what episode that I'm watching because there was a lot of really good stuff on that last episode. I was just not in that headspace. Um, So it was really cool. It was really cool to see uh, today's episode shout out to uh, a huge inspiration of anthony's and mine um two bears one cave tom segura burt kreischer um burt was um not on the episode the matt rife uh was the guest on the pod today um so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it definitely check it out such a good one yes definitely yeah uh how about we uh, put a wrap on this one? Well, we, I know we've been doing a lot of uh, long episodes, but I think we can benefit from a shorter one this uh, for this week because we got a lot of things we got to talk about for the coming up weeks and uh, you know leading up to this hundred episode. We got we got some work to put in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, I. I just uh and you know with with what jim was saying i just got my you know ramped up feeling of inspiration i just started doing vocals again this past weekend i i literally got my new vocal booth set up i you know was laying down vocals in it and uh to any music production or music people out there uh i'll speak on this briefly but like you can definitely tell like a slight difference in the uh quality of the recordings of the vocals i can definitely tell there's a slight difference when you know you're recording in a just a a, an average room versus when i'm in that little vocal booth it's just a deadened sound there's no things to like bounce off of so it's not a soundproof room but it's basically just like a resident like it it takes all the reverb out of the out of the room that you're in so i uh, i think i'm gonna put a video up eventually of like the setup of it and you know it was pretty much just a pvc pipe structure and then i bought these uh moving blankets so it's a diy type vocal booth and you know so i'm very very excited how the vocals are turning out on this song right now and there's another song that I'm trying to finish, but I'm using that as a backup just in case this one doesn't work out. So I'm still trying to see which one will uh, make the pot episode. It'd be cool if I can get two, but I know I'm definitely going to at least get one. Uh, but, you know, I- I'm very inspired, very motivated to get this stuff done, even with the pressure that we have going in right now. But, uh, you know, it's a very stripped down song that i'm working on now so it shouldn't be too much mixing and mastering for this one versus my last one where it was more of a full band with electric guitars acoustics drums bass this and that where this you know uh it has a little bit of everything but it's more stripped back and you know mellow toned so should be fun and uh I'm excited for it, guys. And like you said, if you haven't yet, make sure you guys are subscribed subscribed to our YouTube channel over here. Uh, Click the link, click the bells, get notified every Friday when we upload. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at OneSetPod. You know, send over those emails at OneSetPod at gmail.com. We have some exclusive content 
on Patreon. You guys can get the audio episodes the day before our episodes drop, and we have some discounted merch you guys can get available uh, and some more perks that we're continuing to work on for you guys in the private community. Just go over to patreon.com slash pod, sign up for free and get started. And then if you want to do paid tiers, there's paid tiers there as well. And also, you know, check out the merch. We have uh, t-shirts, hoodies, and we'll be updating those very soon too. Woo. <laughs> Dude, you are the bomb at all of that. And like, stop, <laughs> stop. I, I know stop. <laughs> I was literally just sit, like while you were saying all that, I was just literally sitting here thinking about how nervous I was. And I know I've talked about this before with you or, and maybe mentioned it on here. Um, God, those first like five to ten episodes, I was just like, Oh, like I had the nervous jitters like, oh, I got to <laughs> go on and talk. And now it's just like, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm plugged in or let's uh, go. Yeah. Give me give me. Um, and then I'm like ready to go. And I'm like, come on, let's do this again. I'm uh, ready to go. Like, I look forward to this every week uh, with you. And obviously same. Um, to our uh, listeners. Thank you. Um, present in the future um we love you we appreciate you um and you and i are just best friends out here having a good time uh and i love and appreciate all the time that you put in for this um and i love being a part of this i'm i love that we're doing this i can't i can't believe we're coming up on 100 soon it is just a wild wild thing to think um yeah man it's it's awesome and can't think of another better person to do it with, man. I love uh, you. Right back at you. All the love uh, to everyone. Uh, we love you. I speak on behalf of Anthony and myself here. We love you. And Yee. thank you so, so much. This has been One Set.